Desperate times on Mandalore. Having won neutrality for the Mandalorian system, Duchess Satine now finds herself an outsider with little aid to her people. Supplies are impossible to come by except on the black market. As a result, the Duchess faces a world consumed by greed. Hoping to alleviate some of the tensions rising in the capital city of Sundari, Satine has called upon her friend Padme Amidala to make a diplomatic visit. Buckethead's Maybar Tigar. Welcome to the 107th Toxic Tea Tasting episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for tuning in checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. We are so, so happy that you're here. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, via social media. We are on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Find us at Mando underscore Vision. You can also email the show mandovisiontom at gmail.com make sure you're doing all those things that we like liking subscribing and sharing this show with all the other mandalorians in your covert we truly truly appreciate it that is a wonderful wonderful thing when you share the show with others so thank you in advance you're awesome and if you're doing that apple podcast thing five star reviews are insanely helpful they 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 highlight the show they promote they they get the word out they defeat or at least you know, maybe a nice throat punch to the algorithm. And uh, that, that is all we can ask of each other is to give the algorithm a nice throat punch on occasion. <laughs> so how is everyone? I hope you all had a nice weekend. We're back. It's Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. And yeah, so uh, Disney Disney Plus Day kind of came and went with uh, nary a, a Star Wars announcement in sight or, or new trailers or, or anything like that. Nothing to... Uh, wet our Star Wars whistles necessarily. Uh, I think by this point that we, we have all seen the released uh, uh, concept art for the Obi-Wan series and that was exciting to look at. Some really neat stuff in there. Uh, obviously, you know, you get to see some Vader stuff, Obi-Wan, riding on, I think he's on the Yopi in that, in that piece of concept art. Some really neat stuff in there to kind of get us excited even though it does seem like we are still a ways out from the Kenobi series debuting on Disney Plus, but that's okay. Just more things to look forward to. We got to be careful. You know, we are, we live in this glorious golden age of Star Wars now, where we're gonna have so much Star Wars coming at us that that we, we can't we can't risk getting spoiled, and then you know doing that thing where we where where we do the demands. We make demands of of companies <laughs> that are not gonna do anything for us. <laughs> I mean, listen, 
They're going to give us the content. We just have to be patient. We have to be patient and not, like, you know, pound our fists on the table like, no, we need the Kenobi trailer now. We're not doing that. We are professional fans. We know how to behave ourselves. We have been out in public before. So let's let's all stay cool. We will get that trailer when the time is right. And And, again, let's not look too far ahead. We all get really, really excited about what's coming down the pipe, but think about what's what's in right in front of your face right now. Well, not right now, just yet. But, but I mean, Book of Boba Fett again. That's that is it, it's so real that you can reach out and touch it with your hands. That's how that's how close that show is to us right now. We just have to, we just have to reach out with our feelings and touch it. That's how close we are to the Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus. So exciting stuff, you know. Let's not get too crazy about Kenobi and Andor and all the stuff coming down the road. We will talk about those more fully once there's there's things to talk about. But we did get something new on Disney Plus, and I I don't think I was aware of this coming to Disney Plus. I feel like this is just one of those things that you you know you pull up your feed and there it is, and you're like, whoa, what's this? And it is a uh, under the helmet is what it's called, the legacy of Boba Fett. So you know. As a buckethead, I was automatically uh, intrigued by this. Boba Fett, the reason why this podcast basically exists. So I was excited to watch that. I, I enjoyed it. It's a very fast, very brisk 20-ish minutes of, of show to watch. Uh, very fascinated by, by a lot of the stuff at the beginning uh, where they're talking about kind of bringing the character to life. I mean, we all know the stories, uh, and, and they talk about it in, in, the, in the show about how originally he was going to be uh, the super stormtrooper was sort of the idea behind uh, the, the the initial concept art, and then it kind of evolved. And they talk about the evolution and how it changes, and 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 what went into it, and and seeing like the early costume tests and how they sort of put him into the holiday special ahead of time. And uh, they even do this 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 great thing where they, they mention this uh, parade in, in Marin County, uh, where he sort of made his unofficial public debut, and people were like, "Who the heck is that guy?" Because that's walking around this this parade with Darth Vader. Um, Really, really enjoyable. I, I hope you've all had a chance to check it out. I'm sure you have by now. Again, a brisk 20 minutes if you haven't watched it. Very interesting stuff. Very neat stuff. And obviously, it gets all into uh, you know Jeremy Bullock's importance to the role, to, to, all the way to, to Tamara Morrison, even Daniel Logan's in, in the trailer or in, in the show. So again, I thought it was really neat. I enjoyed it quite a bit, uh, and I, I will probably watch it again. And at, at the at the tail end, you get a, a couple snippets, maybe a handful of new shots, just really brief ones from the book of Boba Fett uh, to kind of, again, wet that whistle for, for, for what is just right in front of our face. It's almost here. Almost here. So yeah, again, nothing nothing on Disney Plus Day. That turned out to be like a big Marvel thing, basically. A lot of Marvel news came out. And we did get to see uh, uh, the cast. We got to meet the, the new cast of the new Willow show coming to Disney+. Plus. That's exciting. You know, as Star Wars fans, I think we're all appreciative of, of Warwick Davis and, and what he's done for Star Wars over the years. And I'm excited about that Willow show. I'm, I'm going to check that out. So, you know, well, maybe we'll talk about it here because it is tangentially, uh, tangentially uh, associated with Star Wars because of Warwick. But, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever. We have to get into our, our show today because we got a big one for you. We're, we're, we're doing Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. And that's the name of the of this show. So let's do it. Season 3, Episode 5, Corruption. And yeah, we're going to do all the vitals on the other side of the bump. You know what that means. It is time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. 
The Republic's own dealings with the black market far surpass Mandalore's. I agree. It's quite hypocritical of you to come here, a member of the Republic Senate, and lecture to us about corruption. Mandalore cannot protect This is the price of influence. The corporate alliance controls everything. Silence. I told Senator Armidala that Mandalore was not part of the war, yet here I find a battle in my own palace. I call this meeting adjourned. We will reconvene and allow cooler heads to prevail. All right, Bucketheads. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Season 3, Episode 5, Corruption. The original air date was October 8th, 2010. My goodness. Where were you, October 8th, 2010? In front of the TV, watching Star Wars The Clone Wars on the Cartoon Network. I know that's where you were. I guarantee it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Our plot for this week. We have an interesting episode this week, for sure. Uh, when it, when Padme visits Mandalore on a diplomatic mission, she finds herself investigating an outbreak of a mysterious illness at a school with Duchess Satine. That is our very basic, generic plot for this week's episode. The Directed by Giancarlo Volpe with a, a script by Cameron Litvak, who's been doing a lot of the early episodes here in Season 3 of the, sh of the show, uh, which is good. And, uh, for the most part, I think... Cameron's been writing some really solid episodes in this in this season. This episode, we'll, we'll talk about some of my hangups with it uh, momentarily, uh, but it's a it's a it's a touch uneven for me. I'll just kind of give you that little preview of my two cents. All right, so you may hear some hammering in the background right now. I'm trying very hard to cut that out or do at, least, at the very least to talk over it, but you may hear a little tap 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 in the background. There's a lot going on uh, in the Mando cave, and it's a very upsetting. The covert is uh, um having worker people in it, and it's not cool. I'm not stoked about it. But I'm trying my best to get our episode done, all right? I will not be uh, 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 waylaid by a worker man, all right? he uh, He's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. We're all good. Our cast this week, Anna Graves is Satine Kreese. Catherine Tabor is Padme Amidala. Corey Burton is the Minister of Interior, Dr. Zaz, and Sadiq. Dee Bradley Baker is the Mugan Captain, Guard Number One, and Superintendent. Julian Holloway is Prime Minister Almec. Greg Baldwin is Mugan Crew Member and the Customs Officer. And Tom Kane is our narrator, the Police Captain, and the Orderly Voice. And the Orderly, excuse me. Of course, he's the voice. They're voice actors. This is what they do. <laughs> um, so that is our our primary cast. We got a lot of familiar faces returning once again to do their business. Uh, the JFC, the Jedi fortune cookie for the episode. The challenge of hope is to overcome corruption. Now, you know, we don't, we don't always get into uh, a deeper meaning with the, with the Jedi fortune cookie for the episodes. Um, and that's because a lot of times, like, they're pretty self-explanatory. They're pretty much on the surface there. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, layers to pull apart with some of these. This, this fortune cookie for this week's episode... Uh, I think it's a stretch. <laughs> I think I think it's a stretch. Again, we're going with that hope thing. I get it. We're, we, we're Star Wars. We're all about hope. We're all about the, a new hope and the keeping hope alive in the, in the dark times of the Empire. Um, but I, I feel like I feel like this one's a stretch. I, I, again, corruption is bad, but I don't know if like you know. And then of, of course, there's a, a corruption of hope, I suppose. But again, it feels like you're you're really stretching that that metaphor and really trying hard. To, to, to sell that to me, uh, to tie into your theme for this week's episode. 
Um, so not my favorite of the fortune cookies. Uh, again, <laughs> a bit of a stretch. This week's episode in particular, and again, you may notice we're, we're we're kind of reviewing these a little differently. Last week's episode, I'm sorry, on Friday we we did a very different styled review. We're going to continue that with this week's episode too, because, uh, well, and with this week's episode in particular, uh, it's it's an it's a. I want to choose my words carefully here. This is a fine episode in many regards, and. Perhaps it is my issue and my issue alone. There are some plot points in in this episode that don't make a ton of sense to me, and and we're gonna talk about that. We're definitely gonna talk about that. But I wanted to put it out there on Front Street. I want you to know right now. I got I got some issues with this episode. It it, it um it doesn't click on all cylinders like I want it to. They're trying really hard to explore corruption in a world that has declared itself neutral during the Clone Wars. You know, we're going back to Mandalore, one of a, you know a fan favorite location at the very least, and we're kind of picking up where we left off in last season. We're exploring more of Mandalore's neutrality and what the what what the cost of that neutrality is, and the the, the biggest cost is that people don't want to seem seemingly don't want to do business with them. They're being uh, choked out by the Commerce Guild, and 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 people don't want to open trade routes. Trade routes are being denied to them. Uh, so the people of Mandalore are suffering for Duchess Satine's principles of remaining neutral in a conflict that she wants no part of. And again, we support Duchess Satine and her uh, uh, claim of neutrality, but there's clearly a cost, and that's what we kind of get to explore in this episode, sort of the cost of neutrality in a very, very uh, divided galaxy uh, where, where, where the line has been drawn and... and Many planets are falling to one side or the other, and now Mandalore is is sort of caught in the middle uh, of day to day life, where, where where politics are now affecting them. They don't want to be part of the war, but there's a consequence for that, and it's it is the commerce guild shutting them out. It is um, the trade routes being denied to them, trade being denied to them. So the people are suffering. There there's food shortages and supply shortages, and and. Um, it's, it's actually a very interesting episode to watch in a lot of senses because uh, for anybody who's paying attention to the news in our world, you know, maybe you've been hearing about the supply chain issues, you know, uh, uh, all of the all the items that the USA uh, imports, you know, sitting on a dock, not being able to be checked in from customs, there are not being enough workers on hand to, to, to process the materials and, and you know. Things being shorted, at, shorted on that sense, and and again, it's 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 far more complicated than just an issue at the ports, issue at the docks. I mean, it's 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 a nationwide thing. I think it's possibly a, a global issue as well. But it's sort of it sort of was an interesting episode to watch in that context. When you when you think about these supply chain issues, like maybe maybe you've gone to your grocery store lately and you've noticed like the price of pork is out of control, or they don't have your favorite X Y Z item. Uh, because it's imported from Indonesia or something like that, you know. Uh, it, it's it's it, it, again, we're not it, we're not you know the USA has not remained neutral in any, anything for a long, long time. But this supply chain issue is a real thing, and it sort of has an interesting, in uh, an interesting, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> it made this episode more interesting to watch. I guess is the way I'm trying trying to say. It. It's like oh, I, I you know I kind of see some stuff going on here. I see some similarities. This whole supply chain thing that we're dealing with at the at the grocery stores, at the markets, 
um, uh, at your at your you know store, you know, who doesn't have your your the product you need because for whatever reason. Uh, so yeah, there there's some interesting aspects of it, real world ap- aspects of it, reflected in this episode from 11 years ago, which is kind of wild. But we, yeah, so so we get to explore that the the cost of neutrality and how it's affecting the people of Mandalore, and the sort of corruption within the Mandalorian government that arises from these hard times, from these lean times, and and so we get this story that 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 comes up and and. Um, Let's let's talk about it. Uh, you know, Satine invites Padme out to Mandalore, trying to you know get things going through the proper channels, get things going with the Senate, so that trade can be opened up, so that the the people on Mandalore can get the food and supplies and all the medical need, all the stuff they need, get all those things going. So Satine's doing her thing as the Duchess, right? And 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 Padme's there, and and she wants to help the people. She's she's okay with them being neutral, but she's one of the few. But she, Satine needs her to be an advocate in the Senate to make things happen, to improve the lives of their people. And again, that's all good. That's all great. I'm, I'm really fine with this uh, part of the episode up to this point. I like exploring the, the ramifications of neutrality in the, in the Clone Wars. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I like it. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the few people who seems to enjoy some of the more political-based episodes of the show maybe that's just me i know a lot i know a lot of people love to lambast uh the prequel era for uh the politics and talking about trade routes and all this other stuff and and honestly i'm okay with it because it's to me it's very interesting to see how the republic was set up before the empire came in and just knocked over their house of cards um so i'm okay with it personally what i'm not okay with is sort of like this weird ambiguous nebulous uh, Mugen smuggler conspiracy uh, with tea. That is where my problems with this episode lie. Not with uh, Satine and sort of her, uh, you know, just soapboxing a little bit. Uh, maybe a little bit of soapboxing from Satine in this one. But her her dedication to rooting out the corruption, I understand all of that. Like, I'm good with all of that. I, I, I like a hands-on leader. I think that's really cool that she's doing all these things. To... Uh, help her people, but also to eliminate the corruption from her government that has, that has sprouted in the wake of her declaration of neutrality. So let's talk about the Mugan smugglers. Uh, if, if memory serves, this is our first time seeing Mugan smugglers, for, and, and for reasons that I'm never really clear on, they dress like Egyptians. So if, like me, you are a fan of the Assassin's Creed video game series, and you played Origins, um, they look like people you did a lot of killing on. In, in that video game. <laughs> so, interesting style choices of the Mugan smugglers. Uh, an interesting species that I don't think we get to know too much about uh, throughout the course of the series and even their uh, other appearances in other uh, various media. Like, like uh, they come to mind in the Darth Maul comic. I think they showed up at least in one issue of Dr. Aphra. Uh, but a species we don't know a ton about. But they're smugglers. They show up at the docks. And again, they're, they're sort of like there to illustrate the corruption that that is occurring within the infrastructure of the Mandalorian government, as they bribe a customs official to allow this unauthorized ship to to do its biz, its business to arrive with uh, tea, a Mugan tea, and um, we learn that they're gonna they're gonna cut this tea, they're gonna they're gonna dilute it so they can maximize their profits, 
But what they're doing is diluting it with a toxic substance that is uh, making children at a school sick. You know, this is a bottled tea, apparently readily available uh, with the school superintendents. And, and uh, they, they purchase it for, you know, they, they, they acquire this for the students. And they're the ones who are affected by this poisoned, this toxic tea, if you will. Now, one of my, again, this is, this is just me. I, I freely admit that, and, you, and, and listeners, longtime listeners of this podcast know, I'm not like a super smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I enjoy my Star Wars. I like to deep think on my Star Wars when I can, but it doesn't mean I'm a smart guy. Like I just like to pontificate about Star Wars when I can. And and so sometimes like like the 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 vagarities of of uh some of the plot points are are interesting to me. Uh what's interesting to me about this. Okay, so how, how do I how do I put this in terms Again, I like to keep the Star Wars podcast kind of family friendly, but let's say that like maybe I've watched a few cop shows in my time, and you 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 come across episodes with like some drug dealers, some nefarious criminal people, and like they have a certain product that rhymes with uh, smokane, and uh, to to stretch that product further to maximize their profits, they will cut the smokane. And they will like uh, add put additives into it, like like baking powder or or some such thing, or perhaps another toxic substance. Like I know fentanyl's a big thing right now, and and uh, you know I, I feel like in in the drug world that makes a certain amount of sense. Again, you're dealing with nefarious criminal people, and you have to be able to disguise your schmokane. Um <laughs> And, 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 you know, baking soda or baking powder or, or crushed up aspirin, you know, whatever. Like, that that looks like it's going to work, right? Like, like, visually, it makes a ton of sense. We're talking about tea in this episode. We're talking about tea. Like, T-E-A, tea, okay? Like, the stuff you drink. I prefer it iced. Uh, black tea is very lovely. I'm a big fan of black tea, but I, I, I always make a big picture of it iced. I like my tea cold. Not a fan of the hot beverage. Not, I mean, hot cocoa, yes. Hot tea, eh, you know, it's great, but I don't, I, I don't necessarily have time to sit there and wait for it to cool off to drink it. So I like iced tea. Big fan of iced tea. Black iced tea. Ooh, mwah, beautiful. Love it. So they, they want to dilute the tea, again, to maximize their profits, like they're Ferengis or something. That's a Star Trek reference. I know this is a Star Wars show. P- apologies. Um. Yet, yet they choose the the to dilute the tea with a toxic substance. Now I get it. In the drug world, yes, this happens all the time. This makes a ton of sense. Like the the fentanyl thing is that's real. That's happening. I understand. We're talking about tea. You want to dilute tea? You just put water in it. You just put water in it. I don't know what they're going for in this episode. I'm really confused, but why what they have to dilute the tea with to cut the tea has to be a toxic substance. I don't get it. I would love it if someone does get it. Break it down for me. You know where to find me at Mando underscore vision, Twitter and Instagram. 
email the show, manavisiontom at gmail, and break it down for me because I was so perplexed by this by this tea issue. I was like, wait a we're talking about tea. Just put more water in it. <laughs> like, no one's gonna die. If you're already diluting it. Now is is the trick is the is the trick of the tea, the diluted tea that you put the substance in there and you don't really taste like a like a, a lighter tea? Is that sort of what we're going for? Then don't say dilute. Okay? That's not the right word. Uh, it's a it's a strange plot point, in my opinion. So yes, I bump up against that one, in my opinion, because I don't, I can't quite wrap my brain around it. And again, maybe I'm overthinking it. That could be a very real possibility. I'm just overthinking this plot point of this episode. And again, by and large, the episode is fine. Like there's a lot to to like in the episode. I like Duchess Satine's no-nonsense attitude. I mean, we know that about that character. I like Padme and Satine together doing, uh, doing, doing things and, and getting into activities to, to reign in corruption in, in the Mandalorian government. There's so much of this that I do really, really like. But the tea thing, I, I'm, just, I'm just sort of hung up on it. So, again, if, if, that, uh, if that substance is in there because it's like, oh, well, it makes it so that the tea tastes the same... I mean, I guess I get it in that regard. It, it just seems like a stretch. It, it, I mean, it really does. Especially, especially you know, we, we get the line at the beginning where the Mugan smugglers are talking to the person doing the, the cutting or the diluting of the tea. And the, guy's, the one guy's like, well, isn't this toxic? And he's like, and, and the Mugan smugglers are only like, you know, only if your mix is off or whatever. And it's, it's like, well, clearly it's off. And if, if, if you're not... If you are a savvy smuggler, a.k.a. drug dealer in this episode, basically, uh, as, as a stand-in for drug dealing in Star Wars, maybe you should be paying attention to the ramifications of what you're doing because it will bring unwanted attention to your illegal criminal operation. Just a thought. Just a thought. Maybe once you start seeing that there are sick children in the schools that you are supplying with your uh, diluted-slash-cut tea... Maybe you mix up that formula a little bit more. Maybe maybe you get that ratio a little bit tighter, a little bit leaner, a little bit tighter, and you stop having sick kids drawing attention to your illegal criminal operation. <laughs> just just again, I don't run a criminal organization. I don't know how it works. Maybe I have a, a too big of an idea. Too bold of an idea for a criminal empire to to give a damn about uh, six school children, which I feel like is one of those issues in the news where like, oh, these kids are sick. Well, sh- shoot, that oh, I almost slipped. That is going to bring unwanted attention into our operations. Perhaps we should fine tune the ratio of the toxic substance we're injecting into this tea before we give it to kids. And again, the other part, of the, the other part of the scenario that I don't understand, uh, as my dogs go crazy in the other room, is they arrive. These Mugan smugglers arrive on the planet. They arrive on Mandalore at the capital city, and they have the tea. The bottle teas up in these crates. We see more, uh, 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 you know, they're, they're they're being stacked there. We see the bottles of tea, and then we see them in a vat later. So like they're emptying these bottles of tea. 
into this vat and then diluting it and then refilling these bottles, right? Is, is that sort of what we're going with in this scenario? I think so. If Again, hit me up if I'm wrong. By all means, I, I, I want to I know. So th what that tells me then is that there are no safety seals <laughs> uh, uh, on these bottles of tea to indicate that uh, something has been tampered with. Because this this operation does not seem that high level that they have like the the, the, the proper equipment to reseal these bottles in a correct fashion. Um, so I I have many questions about how this this Mugan smuggling slash tea diluting operation is being run, and that is my biggest knock on the episode. And again, perhaps I am I am wrongly hung up on this one particular issue, but hung on uh, hung, hung up on it I am. So it does take the episode down a notch or two for me. And and again, all they had to do was provide a little bit more clarity of what was going on here. And I get it, it's Star Wars, so maybe you had to make it tea because you can't really, you know, we, we had a reference to Death Sticks, but I don't think Death Sticks make much of an a, 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 a appearance on this series. You know, again, it was on the Cartoon Network. I get it. You know, it's, it's supposed to be kid-friendly. But I grew up in the 80s, and there were still episodes of cartoons that addressed uh, uh, drug topics, you know, part of, like, the whole Just Say No campaign of the of the 1980s. And uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Star Wars could have done with a little bit more of that. Uh, maybe maybe offering an anti-drug episode in Star Wars The Clone Wars wouldn't have been a terrible idea. I, I could be wrong. But, again, it's sort of a muddled message because we're talking about tea. We're talking about tea. And I'm kind of tired of talking about tea, unless you're going to offer me a nice glass of iced black tea, in which case I will say, yes, let's have that tea. We can sit on a porch and watch the sunset together. The dual, the binary sunsets of Tatooine with a nice glass of iced tea, black iced tea. So delicious. So delightful. I'm taking a Tatooine with me when I get the chance. So, yeah, I, I, I give the episode, I, I, this might be my lowest rated one in a while. I, I think it's like a six, maybe a six and a half. And again, it's probably because I'm hung up on the tea issue. <laughs> it's it's just kind of a it's just kind of a weak plot point in my opinion. Like it's 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 vague. I, I wish it was a little bit more defined. Um, I like the idea. I like what we're going for. It's 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 a fairly it's a decent size swing of an episode. But again, we're talking about tea. We are talking about tea. So there you go. There you have it. That is. This episode, that is Corruption, Season 3, Episode 5 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And I hope I hope you all enjoyed it. Again, a lot of things to like in the episode. I love Satine and, and Padme together. I, I always like going back to Mandalore. I mean, there's some cool stuff with the, with, the, with Satine's uh, personal guard. Uh, great, you know, so some of the action stuff is really good. Padme gets involved in it. You know, Satine maintains her role as a pacifist. There, there's a lot to enjoy in the episode. But that... That gosh darn tea thing <laughs> really has me worked up and hung up. And maybe I maybe I watched it in a in a weird mind state. I don't know, but yeah, six six and a half is, is kind of where I fall on this one. Um, but but not for lack of trying. Let's put it that way. Again, there's a lot of stuff in here that's very interesting, and you're doing a corruption storyline uh, with a world that has declared declared neutrality in the Clone Wars. Again, that's something that I like. That's kind of like something I'd li I like to explore. That. I'm glad we're not wasting our time with another uh, episode that would explore corruption in the in the in the Galactic Senate. We all know that already. This is a much more interesting take, 
it's I don't want to say it's half baked, but it's it's not fully baked. All right, like it, it maybe needed another uh, few minutes, or you know maybe turn that temperature up just a little bit higher to to get this one kind of fully baked the way I wanted it to be. And again, maybe that's just a personal my personal preference. Let me know. You know where to find me. It's at Mando underscore Vision Twitter and Instagram. Please email the show Mando Vision Tom. Let me know that I'm a lunatic and I need to get off my tea thing. Stop talking about tea all the time, and we'll do that. Uh, another reminder to please make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, remember, sweet, 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 five-star reviews. They are the best. They help small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle. You know, there's a million uh, Star Wars shows, podcasts in particular, that you can be listening to and probably are listening to because you're a Star Wars fan, so you want all the Star Wars, and I get that. Uh, but you, you, you take the time to download... And or stream this one, and I thank you so so much for doing that. I love I love the all the other Star Wars shows; they're fantastic, and and I'm so happy to be part of this community. And I truly appreciate everyone who does take the time to to reach out to me via social media or or, or just even share the show with other people. I thank you so so much. You are all a wonderful group of people, a wonderful community, and I'm so happy to be part of it. Thank you very much. We're gonna be back on Friday, uh, as as I mentioned before. You know, we uh, not a lot going on on Disney Plus Day for Star Wars, but that that the Kenobi concept art is pretty sweet, and hints at another uh, Obi Wan Vader confrontation, which I think we were all excited by that possibility when it was announced that Hayden was coming back. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. There's there's a lot of uh, fertile ground to explore in that era between when. Uh, you know, between episode three and when when Kenobi and Vader meet again on the Death Star, uh, in episode four, a lot of stuff to get into. You know, it, it it's sort of it's it's going to be fun to explore. I can't wait. I don't want to talk too much about it just yet. We'll have a big special Obi Wan show. You know we will. So thank you so much for being here. I truly truly appreciate it. Uh, and just, as always, you know, we're it's Monday. You should have your bucket on. Uh, just keep it on all week. We're heading into the holidays. Buckets are a safety requirement. Heading into the holidays, you're going to be in the grocery store. You're going to be fighting for cranberries and gravy and uh, and probably a turkey. So <laughs> buckets on. Buckets on, my friends. All right, you all take care of each other. Stay safe. Stay smart. Stay a Star Wars fan. <laughs> That's a new one. I don't know if that one will stick, but hey, we'll see what happens. All right, everybody. You know how this podcast ends. It only ends one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way.